Blog Talk Radio. like to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry and with my co-host David Flowers and our guest, because it's the third Tuesday of every month, John Stevens, and he is the founder of Virginia Paranormal Events. So welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry. If you've never tuned into the show, we appreciate the support. So John Stevens, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Glad to see everybody again, uh, and happy spring. Oh, yes. Does it feel like spring? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not yet. It, it can be a, uh, a, well, Thursday you're going to be saying it's summer. I know, right. I know. Uh, with, it, with it being 80, and, but, uh, yeah, there's, you know, spring is in the air. Yes, it is. This has been the mildest winter I can ever remember. In my 29 years of being on this earth, this is the mildest winter. Yeah. Hey, Shayla, how are you? <laughs> um, hey, Shayla, how are you doing? I missed you this weekend. Was it y'all's anniversary? I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. No, I know. It's hard to keep up with us. We've got busy schedules. I have to go to paranormal events to just to keep up with everybody and to see all my friends. 29. I thought you were only 25. Yes, yeah, that's five why, years. That's why Ronnie needs his own show. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Very nice. Okay. Congratulations, Shayla. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, but you know, we had a, we had a good event this past uh, Saturday night at Pamplin Park. Oh um, yeah. First thing I did is I come in and I said, "Where's Ronnie at?" First thing out of my mouth, I opened, I opened the door and said, "Where's Ronnie?" Oh, not here. Where's, but um, I didn't have to go too far before I saw Jerry. She had a dude rag on. And uh, and then uh, saw a bunch of people. You know what? I was really shocked at that pamphlet event. This is the one thing that always shocks me. But I was really doubly shocked. Hey, Kimberly. Was um, 
Thank you, Sheila. It's hard to believe Ronnie's 62. No way. Yeah, because he, he looks like he's at least 68. But I'll Sean give you credit. Oh, my I'm God. Hey, Lucy. Ronnie is literally my hero. I didn't know. He, Ronnie, you don't even look 62. Are you sure about that? I know. That's what I said. There's no way you're 62. Uh-uh. So, uh, Not even close. I wish I had hair like Ronnie. I wish I had hair like Ronnie when I was... Hey, Steve White. <laughs> 25. But, uh, I don't know where, where was I going before Ronnie totally interrupted what I was thinking? I have no idea. Um, no clue. Uh, <laughs> this is starting off good. We've already lost control of the... Yeah, he's got the fountain of youth in his back pocket. He sure does. Jesus, take the wheel, please. Is that carrot juice, John? Yeah, it is. Oh, orange okay. juice. Orange juice. Okay. So, uh, we go in and, we, and I see Jerry and I see a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a long time, months and months and days. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Dennis uh, does a great job of welcoming all the new people that are investigating. How many people have not investigated before? And I swear, half the room lifted their hand. If there were 60 people in that room, 30 of them were first-time investigators. Yeah. First-time investigators, yeah. not first-time investigators. Investigators, yeah. I mean, I, I was shocked. Yeah. I just need to find out where those people are finding out about the events. You know what? That I few new members, you know, because we always try to direct them to Virginia Paranormal yeah. Events since that's it's where everything time. is. And we've added a bunch in the last week. I don't know if that's due to just some of the events. It kind of comes in waves. Uh, I think with a lot of times people getting out, being able to get out and do things. Yeah. You know, yeah. Word, word spreads about, uh, I know I know I've had several people ask me about Pamplin Park. Yes. And about, oh, I want to go out there and visit. And I'm like, uh, you know, they will have another, they will have another event. We were told Saturday night that it's going to be in September. Yeah. I don't think those tickets have gone on sale yet, but. No, not yet. Oh. Um, yeah, it's been picking up. Kimberly has 160 new people, 62 new people on Old House Woods on her page. Excuse me. And I thought of Kimberly today because uh, in my Facebook uh, page, my normal Facebook page, there was an article about the most unique small town, unlike. 
like anything else in Virginia, Matthews County, or Matthews, Virginia. Yeah. And that's down there where Old House Woods is. It's not too far from there. And, right. Um, uh, <laughs> and it, it is. It's a nice little town. So. Yeah. yeah I like there. Matthews. I go down there as often as I can. Yeah. You're welcome, Steve. Anything for you. Uh, getting back to Saturday night, uh, and I'll just hit on this uh, briefly uh, because it's the most recent event I've been to, is we had a uh, we had a very good turnout. I don't think I how many tickets were sold. Maybe Dennis will pop on. Let us know how many tickets. I know they were, they were trying to sell 60, but they, I think he added more tickets. Yeah, he opened it up. Uh, ended up being a really good crowd. We had five different teams, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good representation in each team. We had five different locations where we, you know, five different locations. Yeah, it was five we, you know, rotations, yeah. Uh, and if, you know, if you've ever been out the pamphlet, you walk yourself to death.
they were able to do everything we were able to do. That's cool. They, they couldn't go up the stairs of the Tudor house, but we were in the basement with them. So that was good. And the cool thing is, here's the thing. When we were at the camp, so she could go down all the trails and everything. Her little motorized thing, I mean, it had some big wheel. It had lights on it. It had braking lights. It had, it was loaded, right? And she was the nicest uh, young lady. And her family, everybody that she was with was very, very nice. And they all participated. And she had a blast. I'm not telling you, just seeing the joy on her face of actually mm-hmm. participating was yeah. really great. But here's the thing. We did the Estes method at the camp. Oh, she, put the, she put the headphones on. And you should have heard the stuff that she was saying. I mean, because, you know, that's the stuff that you ask questions. They can't hear what you're saying. And she was black. I mean, it was coming out. And uh, I was like, you know, I've never seen that happen as strongly as it was happening. And maybe it was because they recognized she was different than all of us. Right. And sometimes that happens when you have, like, uh, when John and I would be at Bell Grove, and you go around the room and, and you're doing an EVP session, and somebody, you know, there's six of us, and there, had, there might be a young, a young girl in the group. As soon as the young girl says, uh, asks her question, then the, the EVPs start happening like crazy. Right. It's like they recognize somebody's different, somebody not used to this sort of thing. Same thing happened here. Uh, in fact, we were all kind of stunned. We sat back and just watched in the basement as uh, a lot of things were, hey, Jason. were being said with her. So yeah. Um, Kimberly um, says she has an event coming up in May, um, and she'll have more information about that. That'll be at Old House Woods. So. Uh, but Jerry, did you have any? Thing that kind of really stood out uh, with with y'all's group. We, we had we there was I can't think of the man and his wife's name, but they were a really nice couple, and they go to a lot of historic sites. And he had I can't think of the name of the box. What is it, David Ge- Geiger box? Geiger Care. Thank you. Yeah, he had that. Oh, and Stephen Stephen Thompson. Thank you. Yeah, I mean he's they're they were really nice people. Um, yeah, they go everywhere. Yeah, yeah, um, and he he got quite a few hits off of that and quite a few hits off of the um, REM pod. I haven't had a chance to get all my body camera footage. I know that when we were in the encampment, I think it was the encampment, I have to go back and look, I thought what I saw was a glow stick, but it was an, it was a green orb. Because Chris was like, did you see any green orbs out there? And when it went past me, I honestly thought it was the glow stick. And I went yesterday to review some of my body camera to see if I caught it on there, but I did not, um, unfortunately. And it was really active in the museum. 
So did Chris go with y'all to the museum as well? Yeah, he went to the museum and talked to us a little bit about the young lady there, and she's very much active in the museum. Right, isn't it crazy? Because yeah. Chris, when I first met Chris a few years ago, he was a, he was a skeptic. Yeah. Uh, he was being paid to be there. But now with his experiences, and he's had some major experiences. Yeah. And with the young lady uh, that he's referring to, worked in the museum, and uh, and she was killed one night. She lived on the property. She was killed one night uh, leaving um, and crossing the street. In a, in a, it was raining really hard, and the truck didn't see her. And uh, he had to go and identify the body yeah. that night. Yeah. Uh, ever since then, things have happened. And one of the things that always happens is if you put put any kind of uh, instrument on top of a display case, it's going to go off. And it did for us. Hey, Austin. The cat balls and the the rim pods and things like that were constantly going off with the stuff on the equipment. Um, We also did the thing called the human pendulum. Sullivan, you know, advised us on how to how that works. Yeah. Chris participated in that. Yeah, that's um, a really so, cool thing to do. I do that when I'm taking medications. When I want to, if there's a supplement I'm, I want to use or not, I do, I, use the, I do the human pendulum to determine whether or not I need to take it. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty if accurate. I that, I would fall down. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Jason Stevens says he reviewed his camera footage and he thinks that he may have gotten an ore, but he needs somebody to analyze it that has a little bit more experience. Yeah, the. Uh, um, Shayla wanted to know where you got your EVP at. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read up in the comments. So there were. Uh, maybe Sullivan can remind me of all the, all the places, but. Um, I want to say that, because I wasn't with them when they were up in the attic, so I'm sure they got some great stuff while they were up there. Mm-hmm. I was down in the basement um, that night, and then uh, some things at the encampment were crazy. Um, there was a lot of shadow figures moving about the woods. Uh, you know, where I experienced the shadow figure, and I told uh, Solomon about this, was in the museum. Because I broke off from there. I was sitting in one of the side rooms by myself. I mean, I could see and hear everybody fine, but they, I was more or less in the dark, you know, in a way, room. And, and they, uh, they were carrying on with their, with their thing. And here I am. I've got stuff going on behind me and beside me. Yeah. Uh, constantly. And I looked at the side of my eye and I thought I saw something blue, and then I, I'm fixated on something on the wall. It's a picture, you know, that has, you can see that it's a picture. I can't make out what the picture is. It has glass in the, the picture frame. But why does the picture frame look like it's moving? Right. You know, there's a reflection going on, and it's actually like, if I'm stationary and there's no light in the room, why do I keep seeing that thing? Flickering, Flicker, yeah. the reflection flickering back and forth. So, uh, David, how's the uh, manor house been 
lately. Have y'all had any great things happening there? Uh, not that earth-shattering, but a few EVPs here and there. Uh, Saturday night, um, John Savage came out. Oh, good. And we were in the, um, Jerry's name came across the box. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember what questions were asked, but it just, I just remember Jerry's name. Who's, who's the bitch of the bunch, Jerry? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could have been something like that. Got a question for you. As you uh, a minute ago, you were talking about skewing pendulum. What the hell is that? Did you tie a rope well, around somebody's leg and swing them? Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that is how time. that works. I broke the rope. Because, like I said, I do that when I um, when I'm t- taking a medication. If I if I want to take it or not, my yeah, my right. my no is forward and my yes is always backward. It's always been that way. So if you want a muscle test, well, people call it muscle testing. You can't. It's hard for you to muscle test your own arm. So you're gonna get really relaxed and figure out what your yes no is and my maybe a side to side. That's just for the for medication purposes. Yeah, but there's a certain there's a certain state you have to be in when you do it. You don't just do it. You you have to muscle test and you have to hold that product or whatever you're using over on your your sacral and your solar plexus. You have to hold it there in order to muscle test it or pendulum test it. So it's really cool. So it's another tool in the toolbox we use in investigating. Yeah. yeah. All these different techniques are now being used. Um, I'd rather do the human pendulum than watch people with the regular pendulum. But it's very similar to like responses that you may get with. But what about a pendulum jar? What if somebody has a pendulum jar? I mean, I'm all in favor of different things. Right, David Flowers, the pendulum jar. I'm really hoping that you that we come up with something that's I do that have can't, one. Can't be manipulated. 
in any sort of way. I don't think so the pendulum, pendulum jar can be manipulated. Right. It can. Just like a ball can't be pushed off those steps. Well, that was a heavy ball. I would like to know where he got that at because I would like to get one personally. Just for, I'd get one for investigating. Well, I wanted to get one just because it looked like it was fun to use as an exercise for stress, honestly, like a fidget toy. But I went on Amazon, and there's nothing like that ball on Amazon, not like he had. So I don't know where he got it from. My, my work gave us. They would give us things from time to time. Sometimes it'd be a, a, a mug, or one time they gave us one of those stress balls. Mm -hmm. And um, normally we have some light. You down. can't trust people giving those things at work because guess what? Everybody that got hated. Yeah. Suddenly a ball came flying by your desk at your head or something like that. Yeah, and, that happened with us. They gave us squishy police officers for probation. <laughs> they didn't last very long with us. We were terrible with them things. I think I still got my squishy cop somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, we got some we got some good events coming up. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that's what we were supposed to be talking about. Events. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. No, it's gonna be like a commercial. Time for your paranormal minute. Yes, it's time for y'all's Paranormal Minute with John Stevens and Paranormal Events. Let's go. So, paranormal not, Events in one minute. Time on Jason. Yes. Okay, well, I will get that far. Because, um, you know, John, I'm watching it. All right, it's 825. You got one minute to hit okay. the list. Okay. Uh, I'm going to jump all around the calendar if you're going to hold me to a minute. So, May 5th, Montcalm Mansion, Ghost Town Operations. Doing an investigation. May 6th, Exchange Hotels, Haunted Nights. Uh, this uh, coming Saturday night at the Exchange, Plumeri Promotion is going to do the Exchange Hotel. Uh, also, 325, 12 to 2 p.m. in the afternoon, join John Sullivan and the PRI with the Paranormal 101 class. Uh, six. 617, the Virginia Bigfoot Conference at West Wires Cave, Virginia. Uh, 69, uh, there's a Paravation Strasburg Paracon going on. 6234, two nights with the Tennessee Ray Chasers at the Dunlore Inn. Uh, April 14th through 16th, the Kid Mansion in Gettysburg with Fauna Nights. Uh, March 24th through 26th, Gettysburg. Uh, what time's up? They are going to be at the cabin on 360. Okay, cabin on 360. Um, this Friday night actually is sold out. A fall care jail with cold pepper paranormal. I can't wait to hear what goes on there. Uh, that's a, that's one of their places they'd like to go. So I'm all, uh, that thing always sells out, I'm telling you. Uh, more importantly, April 8th, cabin on 360, first event of the spring. All the money goes to buy flags for the Woodlawn and Evergreen uh, cemeteries for Memorial Day planting. So that's a good uh, thing after expenses that they're going to use the money to buy flags. Right. And no one, 
know, somebody, it always has to come out of somebody's pocket, right? Yeah. And that's so, always a um, nice. Always a good event. Yeah, a investigation. Day event, and, and they might even do an investigation that night. Yeah. Because. Just don't fall into graveyards and you'll be right. fine. Slip on bars.
probably going to be the same amount of people or same tickets available to be purchased, and theirs is $30 cheaper. So the first thing that pops in my mind is uh, somebody's trying to make some money off the event. I don't have a problem with that because I do know that a lot of the investors, a lot of the teams spend a lot of money uh, of their own money to buy equipment and to buy and to put on good events. Right. However, <clears throat> however, I do know there are some people in the paranormal world that pocket a lot of money. Again, no one says you have to give every red cent away that you that you sell tickets for. Right. Um, you know, you, you'll end up just hurting yourself in the long run if you continue to do that sort of thing. You take somebody like Dennis who runs Crop, and those tickets for Pamela Park were sixty dollars. Yeah. Every bit of the money, other than what they bought for snacks. Right. Every bit of the money went to Pamplin Park, and they wrote a check for $2,800 to mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh, there, so, on my page, when I have somebody bring it as a question to me, saying, why are they charging so much? Right. Not that it puts me on the spot. Because I don't make anything for promoting events. I'm just letting people know that there is a place to go to investigate on a particular night. If you want to pay the money, you just feel free to go right ahead. Thank you. I, I don't think it's a scam because I've had to stop scammers before because they put on fake events just right. to get people to click on stuff. Those people are banned immediately. In fact, I won't even promote. I won't even promote teams or events that I don't know the people that are involved. I just won't do it. So, uh, the only thing I can tell people is, hey, just, you know, if you want to do that place, you want to pay that money, maybe money's no object to some people. Right. You know, they don't care what it's your cost. I got the money, I can pay it. Right, right. Um, but some people are like, they want to do it, they want to participate, but the ticket prices get out, outrageous for them. And I certainly get that too. Um, because it is, it does get outrageous. Uh, and some people pick and choose. Hey, I'm willing to do this place, knowing I maybe not be able to do other places in the, in the, in the future. Yeah, because it gets expensive. Heather said she knew a few people that scammed, and she made that public knowledge. Kimberly said this year all the events that she's doing will be donated events or donated money to different organizations. Yeah, the, uh, uh, you know, the investigations should not be uh, – I will say this. So I've been, I've been in – uh, I've been, I have bought tickets to events because I knew the money was going to support a good cause. Yeah. I mean, we've all done that. Um, whether it be in Rikers, whether it be uh, Berkeley Plantation, whether it be, um, I'm talking about supporting historical places like Pamplin. Right. 
riches and the and you know, buying the flags for it to be able to uh, plant at cemeteries, all great events. Um, you know, there are some paranormal teams out there that, and I'm not, uh, this is not where I'm going, I'm not trying to down them, believe me. Right, believe no, no, I know you're not. They're, they are, uh, if they are asked, they will say, I get, I'm in it not to lose my shirt. Right. Because I have spent a lot of money. This is not about me pocketing what I can, but I don't plan on losing money. Right. If you have a celebrity that it costs you two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars to bring in, fly in, put in a hotel, and pay them to be there, I expect you're going to have to charge a certain price to be able to recoup that money. Mm-hmm. I get that. You're not hiding anything. It costs money to bring people in. Maybe there is money that is donated. Maybe you're just trying not to, like, fork over $500 of your own money. Who wants to do that? You know, you do that enough, you won't be in the parable business. Right. Yeah. You won't be. You just won't be doing events anymore because you won't be able to use I, I can't afford to take another hit. Yeah. Yep. That's true. And David, you you do this on a weekly basis, where you're. Uh, but if you if your if your income was based on what you um, how many tickets you sold, um, and you you had and you bought a lot of equipment to be able to support those that wanted to come, and then suddenly nobody came. You, you weren't having anybody come, one or two people every week. It'd be, it wouldn't take long before you were like, oh, i got to do something different with my time because this ain't, this yeah. is costing me a lot more than it would. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't have a problem at all. Obviously, I don't because I do it. I don't have a problem at all with people just trying to keep their head above water. Right. It's the ones that are trying to pay all their bills with the money. And because that's what is driving the cost of investigations up. Yeah. Yes. What about the teams that charge 100 to 200 bucks to events that don't have speakers or guests? Exactly. Yeah, that's, what, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's up to the individual to say, is that a good value for me? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's, I will say this. So here's a great example. There's a place in Richmond that was going to do an event that's only been a public event that's been held at once or twice in the past, maybe a little bit more than that, but not very often. Very popular to those that have been there before, but they just don't do it very often. A celebrity, and, and I won't mention his name, but he is a major celebrity that is world known. Not he's not a paranormal celebrity; he's a movie celebrity. He, when he comes to Richmond, he asks about doing investigations at this place. Right. And this person that. 
that runs this place met him at a uh, at a gala that was put on in Richmond for a fundraiser. And when he had a chance to spend some time talking with him, the, the celebrity asked him, well, you know, what are you doing? He goes, well, I have my own business and we have a place that we just do some paranormal investigating. And the guy goes, you know what? I'm such a celebrity. You know, I'm so well-known. I can't go anywhere and do that sort of thing because people flock. And so he asked me later on, and I'm talking with him, he's telling me the story, and he goes, what do you think I could charge to be able to make it worth his while to come? Because he'll probably do it for free if he knew the money was going to a great location. Mm-hmm. He goes, but what would I charge just to keep a thousand people from showing up? I mean, I would have to charge a certain amount just to keep the lid. And when I named, the, when he told me the person, I said, I'd probably pay $300 for that ticket. And he said, there are people that pay 1000 Mm-hmm. That's how cool it would be to be with that celebrity for the night now, you know, of course. That's that's where you have to look at the value. What is it to you? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What is the value to you? That's everybody has to make that decision when they look at some of these events. I can tell you that there are very few places you can go. And investigate, or even do. Tell you. Yeah, that. Uh, well, investigate for under thirty bucks a night. I mean, it's just. Manor House. I don't even know if there is anymore. Manor House um, does the tour in the ghost hunt. <laughs> right, right. And when you do your when you do when you do open it for investigations, uh, you have to charge because the people are there so long, you know, yeah. and. Yeah, but it's right. still worth it. It's still worth the money that you pay for it because you get the historical side, and then you get the ghost hunting side, and then you get to use the equipment. I don't know who Gabe is. So it's not Gabe. So. But, um, oh, he's not going to tell you. No, I can't tell you because I was told I was sworn to secrecy. And in fact, since I haven't seen it happen. I doubt it will. Yeah. Because this is probably two years old now. The story. Um, yeah. I was shocked. It makes me think all the time about what people will be willing to invest in. If, you, if I said this person, how much would you be willing to spend investigating with? And they cap it at 20 people. Yeah. Say. You can't have a lot of people in this place. You cap it at 20 people and you get to investigate with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The group is small. Plus, you get to meet a real live author. That is true. Flash asshole. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about David Flowers. Is that who you're talking about? Right. At the manor house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. Know, I don't know. He wrote the book. There is no price tag. Yeah. He wrote investigating the, with David Flowers. Yeah, he wrote the freaking book, but I'm gonna tell y'all. He wrote this. Okay, I've read it twice. 
My book has been printed. Yes, he oh, is. You don't know him that well, okay? And half of the time, the batteries are not charged in the equipment. Oh, my gosh. This is... Time, yes, it's a it's a really good book. Yeah, come on, man. Ronnie, <laughs> yeah. yes, I am an asshole. Yeah, yeah, a big one. Don't let them fool you. Oh, they ain't no assholes from Texas. Him and Dennis, uh, uh, him and Dennis are two top assholes. They're all, they all moved to Virginia, are there? <laughs> yeah, they all moved to Virginia. Yeah, it is a good book. So, uh, any of those events I mentioned uh, interest y'all? Kind so of. Don't make me go to the paranormal minute again. <laughs> Ronnie said he was just trying to help David. I don't think there's no helping him at this point. So there, there will be an investigation at Pamplin again in September. I just don't have those dates yet, so. Uh, but that's the big thing. Here's what I'm excited about. If y'all have never been, you've got to do it. you got to do it at least one time. Just go to the Virginia Bigfoot Con. Uh, in Wires Cave, Virginia, it's in June, June 17th. To walk around the vendors outside doesn't cost anything. To go in and listen to some speakers is $10 or something like that, maybe 15 <laughs> Ronnie said he missed what event? <laughs> oh. He had one minute to go through. Yeah, I had one minute and I took six. So. Yeah, he took six um, minutes and I only gave him one minute to talk about events. So uh, if you missed it, you missed it. <laughs> it's called the Paranormal Minute. I need to do the, like a weekly pop in real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, paranormal Minute. Paranormal Minute, he can be our commercial. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, so where was I going? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been since anybody, the Does anybody remember where John was going? I, I don't. The Bigfoot big Thank you, David. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bigfoot. That's why he writes books. Um, so here's the thing. Everybody knows who Turtle Man is. Yeah. The Call of the Wild Man. Uh-huh. He had his own show on, I don't know, Discovery, Animal Planet, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that would climb in the nastiest water in somebody's property to get the biggest snapping turtles he could find. So he was he came down as Turtle Man. He would just, he would sink in these cow-filled, I don't know how he's still alive, uh, these little water holes in the middle of farms and stuff. He would go headfirst into these things and come up with a snapping turtle that would be like three feet in diameter, you know, these massive things. And he'd come up with like, 
like a rebel yell, you know, like, it was the funniest thing. And I was like, I was just amazed at first that the guy could live, you know, through getting into that water. Uh, but he did, he would like take his shirt off and he had long pants and he would just climb one in the water and go after those turtles because a a cow would get in there and have its leg bit off by some massive turtle. So he didn't go in there and get it. Well, then the show developed into, he became like a, a folk hero for the normal person. He was an exterminator. You know, he'd go into, somebody would say, I have a raccoon in my in my um, house, in my basement or something. And he'd go in there and climb through, you know, everything just to find this raccoon. And the and, uh, first thing I'm thinking of is this thing is rabid. You know, he, I hope he's gotten all this shots, you know, yeah. and, and, the, and the whole show was very, very popular. Well, now, and he is so popular still, uh, because he's a good guy, he's a genuine guy, he's a real genuine guy, mm-hmm. from, uh, he lives in Kentucky, and uh, he's still in the exterminating business, um, and so you can actually call him and he'll come out to your place and, and get rid of whatever pests, but uh, he is going to be at the Virginia Bigfoot thing. He was at he was at one of the things uh he was at I wanna say it might have been in Tennessee last summer. And just by him them mentioning that he was gonna be there, they they drew their largest crowd. There was over five thousand people that showed up. Oh wow. Um, and he does a neat thing where he was he lets, he, I don't know if he charges to do this, but you can go and have your picture taken with him. Um, and the other cool thing is, is uh, Daniel Benoit is the one that's putting on the event. He's, this will be the fourth year, I believe, and I've been to each one of them. They've gotten bigger and better each year. Uh, but he's, he's looking for volunteers. So if you want to volunteer to help out at the event, you get it for free. Um, He'll probably give you some stuff, but it, 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 you know it's it's a cool thing because you would not believe how many people show up. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. uh, guess what? There's a lot of paranormal teams there. So oh, yeah. Uh, the booths that used to just be like people. Not everybody's selling. Nobody's selling Bigfoot stuff. There's only one or two vendors selling anything Bigfoot related. There'll be food vendors. There's uh, but last summer, there was uh, John Sullivan had a booth, Haunted Nights had a booth, uh, John and Lynn Harris there with uh, RBA Paranormal had a booth. Um, there were several people that I knew that Paranormal, Pam Kenny was there, she was selling her books, uh, and then there were uh, a bunch of people um, that are you know, related to so it didn't, didn't all have to do with Bigfoot. Uh, but usually the speakers are really good. Um, and uh, and so the interesting if, if I, I don't know if he's on the speaker list this year, but to see uh, Turtle Man get up there and give us a talk about um, his experiences. Because he, he believes in Bigfoot. He, he, on his property, I don't know how many acres he owns out in Kentucky, but he says he's had an encounter. So, um, 
He's a very believable guy, and uh, it's going to be cool to, to, to meet him. And, uh, but that's – it'll be a good day. It's a fun It's a fun event, and a lot of kids show up. It's it's really uh, – as, as uh, Lyle Lotz told me last year, he said, there are some – paranormal paracons that wish they had the turnout that this thing has. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have to agree. So. Yeah. Ronnie said May 5th and 6th at Octagon Mansion Friday night. John Cushman's team, Ghost Town Operations, is leading the event Saturday dinner with a ghost featuring Dark Hollow Paranormal. Hi, Gene Wells, if you're still on. Who don't believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> right, and um, we'll do a show on Bigfoot one night, maybe when we get closer to the event, because I've got some um, pretty cool uh, information and evidence and stuff. If you're not a believer, I'll at least get you thinking as to totally closing your mind to the possibility. We can have a we could have a discussion one night about Bigfoot. If I yes, because and we'll make it totally scientific. We're not making fun. There's nothing to be made fun of. With over, like when when they talk about Bigfoot up in the, the you know north north, you know, very north of North America and into Canada, mm-hmm. you've got 22 million acres of forest land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bigfoot get up in there, ain't nobody ever find it. We can do that. We have an opening, don't we? <laughs> don't we, David? Yeah. April the 11th. We have a perfect yeah. opening. Yeah, next week you have... We have um, Ronnie Anderson coming on. Ronnie Anderson. And then, and then coming up, you have uh, Doc Likens coming on. The um, um, 25th of April. We do. Yep, 25th of April. But we have... We can discuss Bigfoot on April the 11th. Are you down to be on the show for two whole weeks, John Stevens? Well, wait a minute. So, is that the third? Um, no, this would be the this would be the second Tuesday. We can we can reserve that day for a scientific Bigfoot day and then you can roll into paranormal events on the 18th. But then you asked me to be here on the 25th as well. Well, you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. I don't think I can do the 11th anyway. You're fired. Benny Sean's calendar fills up quick. <laughs> well, thank you. That's your Big John's calendar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's just that popular, you guys. I have to... I have to catch them. That's what they call me. I have to catch him two months in advance, and I can't even do that. Yeah, he's got a hot date. Uh, yeah. With a well, pole in the cabin. I don't know who that comedian was. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, Snowball. So. Yeah, I'm looking, looking at these. Yeah, Oklahoma does have a skunk cake. So does Florida have a skunk cake. 
Um, he's too busy for us now. He's got a hot date. Yeah, go get the go snowball. snowball. Yeah. yeah they, I was uh, called snowball by Dennis the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say what's up, Zinger? <laughs> he, he said my name is Zinger or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a uh, just a uh, uh, here's just a quick tease. 30-second Bigfoot tease. So if if I told you that there was an animal that everybody knows that was only discovered in the mid part of the, 19, of the 1900s, and then actually 1928, it had been written about for over hundreds of years, almost a thousand years, in Chinese literature. Mm-hmm. This animal was finally captured on camera for the very first time in 1928. Then the first time it was ever captured physically to be put was was 20 years after that in 1948. Just four more minutes. Uh, I would be describing the panda bear. Yeah. They knew exactly where the panda bear was. They even had the forest, which is not a big forest of bamboos in this part of China. They knew it. They had been written about it, but they never saw it, and they could never capture it on camera. And they finally were able to capture it physically, not until 1948. Can you believe that? It's hard to believe that an animal that popular went that long without finally being discovered. Yeah. Because it simply did not want to be found. So, you take 22 million acres in North America, forest land, and you tell me a lot of times people randomly run into something they and have experiences. And I can, I certainly am a little bit more open to understanding that there are things in our ocean that we have yet to discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So we haven't discovered speaking anything. Of, speaking of which, I just saw a cool video captured off the coast of California. I forgot how many miles out at 3,400 feet in depth. Something moving through the water that was not an animal. Hmm. It was this shaped. So now we know where UFOs are coming from. Well, we've known that for a long time. They can enter and exit water without any kind of gravitational um, obstruction, yeah. without waves or anything. So it's pretty cool. That's what we do on this show. We just talk, cover all the subjects. Uh, it'd, be, uh, it'd be so unlikely not to bring up at least the UFOs and Bigfoot every time I'm on the show, at least yeah. at one point. Yeah. I was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my I was a high-drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner. 
What is up, all you freaks out there? This is Ryan, and that is Austin. Again, where I'm pointing my things there, so whatever the opposite way, there it is. That's Austin. And there you what go. is up, all oh, everyone? I had the our guests on this. There, there, there they are. There they are from Arkansas. I'm gonna put them on a second, but first, you know, today is a day. Today is a day where if you are a big Harry Potter fan and you got put and you went to the sorting hat, you put your sword hat on and you became, you got Slytherin, today is the day for you to show your pride because it is, it is Slytherin Pride Day. Also, Slytherin Pride, Slytherin pride day. day, yes, to break out your, your, your snakes and stuff. Um, it's National 3D Day, too. Okay, so. Do with that what you but do all that what you will. Uh you you can see things in three D, then you can write poems about it because it is it is National Poem Day or Poetry Day as well. So Wow. Yes. Today's a lot of it, it is a lot of days today. There are there are a lot of days kind of crammed into one day. Because it one, is one whole day. It is God, it is like a, it's a party. Just <laughs> You could do things in 3D, like right now, this cup, right, right now it's in 3D. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I think every day yeah. is 3D day. Uh, it's also National National Astrology Day. So okay. you can check your signs. You can write poems about it. We'll see things in 3D and, you know, be proud you're Slytherin. So don't go too crazy. <laughs> and that's just like, the the I don't get to write down four of them because I'd be doing all days all day because it's National oh, yeah. Beverly Day so if you maybe need you know someone named Beverly just you know give them a high five or something you know tell them you appreciate them okay so just a little paranormal show <laughs> if you see something in three days today appreciate it because it's it's their day so anyways welcome to the freaking awesome paranormal show hope everyone's doing a, having a good day. Not celebrating too hard. It's also National Countdown Day. Um, I put that on my Facebook page. It is uh, oh yeah, three, two, one, National Countdown Day. So don't count too hard. Obviously, count responsibly because you know we want to be here all next year for the same for our big countdown party we're gonna have. You know. Oh yeah. Can you count? We, we we gotta start a countdown yes, for next year. The countdown to the countdown. <laughs> we'll sing in our countdown carols, you know, around the countdown oh, tree, yeah. eating countdown dinner. I just finished. I just finished countdown dinner a few a few minutes ago, actually. It was so good. Too bad it only comes once a year. Okay. Who knows what holiday we'll be celebrating next week on the freaking Austin Paranormal yeah, yeah. Show? I'm, I'm gonna look some up that way. I, yes. I have, like some on you. Yes. There we go. It's, it's always a big party here. Uh, so we've got Arkansas State Paranormal on the line here. Um, but first, I want to talk about what you have going on coming up on April first. You got some shit so, going down. Yes, April first is the start of the Forgotten Friends saga. It's finally here, and it is our third encounter with the Cabin on Three Sixty, and whatever kind of thing lurks there. I'm not, I'm not going to give too much away, but 
that investigation so far has been the most significant out of the three days that we've been there. No spoilers. If you all got to tune in to find out, um, I will make I will make a note that our investigation on April 8th is now a fundraiser to buy flags because we're going to run out to Evergreen and Woodland Cemetery. There are two, uh, I want to say abandoned, I guess they are. I don't, no one's buried out there anymore, but they are, they are um, neglect um, African-American cemeteries. The Woodland Cemetery is actually getting, coming back um, to prominent prominence, but it's getting back, it's getting better. There's someone out there who actually bought the cemetery and is doing a, a good job cleaning up the graves. Volunteers come out all the time to clean up the cemeteries and stuff, but Evergreen, it's huge. Evergreen is a big place. Think like Hollywood Cemetery, but wow. covered in trees and vines and everything. It is insane. The, it's like a walk into a forest and there are graves everywhere. Um Wow. And it was supposed to be, it was meant as to be like the, the African American or Black version of Hollywood Cemetery. If people know anything about Richmond, Virginia, Hollywood Cemetery yeah. is the like the big cemetery in Richmond, where I think um, John Tyler and James Monroe were actually buried out yeah. there. Um, yeah, so yeah, so um, think about that. But think about just neglected and completely overgrown. It's just really sad. So for the first. I don't know, back in, like, 2018, Dennis and I started going out to Evergreen Cemetery to um, to place flags for the soldiers buried out there. But um, another organization took over Evergreen, and we, no long, we were no longer allowed to go out there. So we started going to Woodland Cemetery, which is actually where the tennis player Archer, Archer, Archer Arthur Ashe is buried in Woodland Cemetery. So I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. I'm sure you have. He's pretty famous. But uh, he uh, he's buried out there. So we go out there every Memorial Day weekend and every Veterans Day weekend to to place flags for the, the soldiers that are buried out there. But now we found out everything's back open again. The organization went under. So we got a lot of flags to buy for probably, probably place over 400 uh, flags on that day. So, you know, if you're in the neighborhood, you want to come out. It's a great cause. It's a lot of fun just walking around and you can, you know, put flags down and, and you give back to the to people who have sacrificed their their some sacrificed their lives for our country. Um, so it's the least we can do. So that's what we're gonna do on April eighth. One reason to buy money to raise money to buy flags. Huh. So, all right, so we've got these, we've got Arkansas State on the line. I've been sitting there patiently listening to me ramble on about pointless holidays and stuff. But <laughs> we know that they're over there counting down right now. They're, they're oh, yeah, enjoying the countdown. countdown. Yes. One, three, two, one, woo! All right, let's come on the line. Let's see, are they there? Welcome. Hey, Hello. greetings from Arkansas. <laughs> How is everything down there? Uh, wet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, it was wet the other day up here, so. Yeah, how is every, yeah. How, uh, 
Yeah, we had some rain, but we sent we sent it down there apparently. <laughs> so, well, so who do, so who do we have on the show with us tonight? Uh, my name's Amy Pennington, founder of Arkansas State Paranormal. We founded it, me and my husband, around 2006. 2006. How did you? Sorry, how did go you ahead. get into? How did you? Um, how did you first start like, getting into the paranormal? What what got you yes. into it? Yeah, well, you know, back in 2006. Uh, you know, the craze, all the TV shows, Ghost Hunters. Well, I, it, it was just something I was interested in, but, you know, just like everybody else watching. And me and my husband had taken our 10th anniversary trip to Myrtle Plantation down in Louisiana, and he had gotten sick during the trip, but something followed us home and lived with us for about two years. Just moved in. And Didn't you pick anything? Yes. Freeloaders. Oh, what do you think it sorry, was? I also have my daughter here. This is Emma Johnson. Hey, Emma. Um, but yeah, something um, definitely followed them home from Louisiana into our house for a few years. Um, so that's what kind of really got my parents interested in starting up their own um, team. Well, it was just more, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, we couldn't believe it. It just some odd things happened. Things happened with the kids. We got to where we were worried about them, so... We started a group and just kind of went from there. Everybody in our group is family based. I keep it in the family just to keep everything controlled. All circled. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if 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 my husband is a floor down and I hear him talk or cough, I know it's him or my other teammates so that's why we just keep it closed uh and it's you know it's just awesome i call it a hobby but over the years it just kind of became um what's the word emma obsession <laughs> maybe <laughs> sounds like a lifestyle Yes, it's definitely a lifestyle, and it's not for everybody. You know, you have a lot of people that don't um, believe in that sort of thing at all. Yeah, it's uh. So when you when you uh, when you had this thing come back with you, what kind of stuff was it doing? Was it, did it start well, right away, or was it just something that kind of gradually, like, oh, shoot, something is not it, right here? Yeah, it was a gradual. Um, it just. You know, little things, you just feel eerie, you feel like something was watching, and then it just progressed. There was also, you know, footsteps. Um, um, they would leave recorders when we would all leave during the daytimes, and they would catch footsteps in the house or um, cabinet door. doors constantly opening and closing. Um, sometimes you would hear, it would sound like shouts. Um, 
shampoo bottles and things maybe falling or banging around in the bathroom and then you would go in there and just everything would seem right in place fell or anything and it was um very obvious that there was something going on in the home have you been back to uh what'd you say it was myrtle's plantation we've been there three different times and I can say, you know, personally, I will say it, but no, but everybody's going to be a skeptic unless you go yourself. I can tell you a million stories. Yeah, yeah and, and, really, you know, if you're going to yeah. be a skeptic until you have your own experience because you don't know, exactly. you know, 100% unless you experience it yourself. Exactly. Um, We've had many, many experiences. I mean, we've been to tons of places all over the U.S., and we've had many experiences. We've caught um, a lot of evidence of activity, and then there's also sometimes that you go and you have really dead nights and you don't Mm -hmm. catch or hear anything at all. Uh, uh, Sometimes it's boring. You just basically... You're listening. You just kind of get in tune with the buildings. And that's another part of why we enjoy it is the historical part of the building. Yeah, learning history is always fun. Absolutely. And I know on, you know, the East Coast, y'all have a lot of uh, buildings and places over there we would love to come investigate. Hey. You know, take a road trip. You come That's out to the cabin late. on 60. Austin can tell you about the place. Watch it on uh, April 1st. Number one spot. I've been all the way to Vermont to Castle and has nothing on cabin on 316. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, now we just, you know, enjoy what we do. And um, like I said, you know, just get out there and, just have fun. What are some of the paranormal hotspots down in Arkansas? I know very little. Isn't that isn't there like a hospital that down in Arkansas that was built by some guy who was like said he could cure cancer or something, but he was really like a okay, crackpot. And Eureka uh, Springs. Yeah, they well it used to be a hospital, but they now it's the Crescent Hotel, and we've been there. Yeah. All right, how about and, how about that place? Um, well, we just kind of took a family trip, but I did, I was just randomly taking pictures. We had our kids with us. We didn't investigate then, but we stayed there and, uh, caught some apparitions down the hallway and they actually got the photo in their book in the hotel, but, um, yeah, well, you know, we, we don't, we're not experts, you know, we're just out to find answers, that's it. We're not experts either, trust me. I, I barely know what I'm talking about, that's why I ask the question. That's crazy, you were able to get like a, a photo, because you said you weren't even investigating there at the time. It, no, it's no, just no. funny that it yeah. just happened to, you know, do things when you least expect it. That's how it was. Pictures of stuff. I'll take a picture of a haunted house. Oh, we get a picture of a person looking at the window, get nothing. And then someone runs yeah. around a person, takes a picture, 
and they get the perfect like full body operation. Right. Waving at them through. Hey, yeah, well, here. catching photos of apparitions is really rare too. Um, that's definitely mm. not something that you know we haven't caught many of those at all. Right. Like an actual you know apparition photo. Right. Um, we did. We do uh, here in Arkansas. We do have an old tuberculosis hospital that we've been to multiple times. I cannot disclose the location. And the last time we went is when I became a true believer. After 25 years of investigating, I became a true believer. What happened? Well. We had odd things happen through the night, but the 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 main thing I got scratched for the first time ever, and me and my husband we were the only ones. It was four o'clock in the morning. We were fixing to leave. I had to use the restroom. We were getting on the road, and I went down to a restroom. I put my hand on the door. It was halfway open, and I heard a lady say there's someone in here just like that that made me a believer mm-hmm. good well i mean if you want to walk in on her obviously because no, no, yeah <laughs> yeah that uh that was a crazy night but um yeah. that is that is so creepy when you hear a voice and you know and you know no one's in there you know well, it's I've, like I've, there's no explanation for that, you know. Yeah. Hearing a voice of someone speak and there's no one there, there's not really an explanation for that at all. Besides ghosts. I mean, that's the only explanation right. I can think of. That's a good explanation. Yeah, well, I mean, we've heard coughing, we've heard moaning, we've heard screaming, but to have, to hear it with my own ears, to have, I mean, like, I just, it just blew me away. I've never heard a conversation. I mean, a, a full sentence. It was just, it was. Talking to you. Like exactly. She was interacting with you, like telling you specifically that there yeah. is someone in here. When you hear groaning right. or screaming, mm-hmm. it's not directed at you, but that right. those words were directed at you. That's intelligent. Right. Yes. That is that is crazy. Oh. I think what that would make that was that would be awesome, but it makes my blood <laughs> run cold at the same time. I wouldn't have to use that. Well, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we actually we're going back the end of the year, so I'm a little bit this trip, a little bit, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting, but of course we've got other places lined up. So, um, what, what is we, your uh, what's your favorite place? Oh my gosh. You know, we've been to Waverly Hills. Everybody goes to Waverly. You know, we've been three times, I think, to Waverly. Every I love Waverly. Um, of course, we do residential cases. You know, we help people out. And, uh, it's hard to pick, you know, a favorite. Because even places that you have been to that you know for sure that they um, are haunted, per se, or that there's activity there. Sometimes you can go, and it might be a really quiet night, even though you've been there before and had an amazing experience. 
Yes, yeah. I guess that's the thing with locations. Like you never know what, what kind of what kind of stuff you're gonna get if it's uh You never know. Right. You know, if you, you can go to some somewhere the first time and it'd be a really quiet night with no activity, um, and I would say maybe don't give up on that place. Give it maybe another chance because just because that first night you went might not necessarily mean that there's not something there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's basically how I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of what she said earlier. You know, you'll always be a skeptic until you actually go there and you experience it. But, you know, some of these people are skeptics. They go and it's a quiet night and they're like, oh, yeah, I knew I was right. Don't, right. don't. Go so this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we've had those nights, but it's still fun. It's still interesting, but. We've had doors slam in our faces. We've seen glowing lights in the complete darkness. Um, we've been, well, we've got a kinetic camera. We've caught figures, EVPs. We've had intelligent conversations with REM pods. Um, it takes a lot of time and um, a lot of work, you know, going and investigating these places and then also going home and going through all of your mm-hmm. evidence and everything. Um, it has to be something you're really dedicated to putting the time into. Yeah, I don't think people understand. Well Austin here, he, he's got a he's got a YouTube channel for his, his forgotten explorations and uh, you know, he you can tell but he has a lot of stuff to go through. A lot of cameras, a lot of E V Ps, a lot of stuff you have to check. It's almost a second job. Like 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 you said, it, it kind of starts out as a hobby, but then it turns into like a lifestyle, stuff like that. You need to have the passion exactly. to do do it for everybody. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, TV shows uh, that make it. You know, like there's something happening. You know, every minute you're there, and in reality, it's just not like that. So. No, I mean you, you go. You know, I like to liken investigating like fishing you go to a pond and a pond the fish aren't biting doesn't mean the, the pond has no fish it just means right. anything that day just because exactly. you go to a house and, yeah so it's not gonna you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna get action as soon as you push record on the on the on the uh on your digi you know, exactly and let me say this. Some people believe it can only happen at nighttime in mm-hmm. a dark, deserted building. Oh, no, that's not true. At all. Especially when you live with it, you learn very quickly that, you know, when something's there, especially something intelligent, it's going to happen all throughout the day. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't really have a schedule. You're like, it's not supposed to be out here yet. It's not dark yet. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a lot of people get discouraged because, you know, some of these places, they do cost a decent amount of money to, to, you know, rent out and investigate sometimes. And if they don't get anything the night that they're there, then they're like, well, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. and spend this money. Just right. Get there. Right, right, really gotta, right, yeah. I mean, really you definitely have to Oh, yeah. <clears throat> go in with the mindset that you may not catch anything, you know, that night that you go in there. Um, 
Yeah, it is. It's true. I mean, you you can't expect to get stuff because it you know someone else got something there. You really got to go right. go build the experience. Go to have a good time with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, right. guys are there right. just to be with each other. And if you get evidence, that's great. That's awesome. But it's not right. the end all be all. Right. Uh, oh, I've sat, I've sat literally for 10 hours and maybe heard one thing, but that one thing keeps you going back, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I, I still like EV, EVPs. You get that one EVP, man, I don't care if it's like a cop when no one else was there. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the best. Exactly. <laughs> We got a question for you guys real quick in the chat okay. from our Zarn, who will be joining us next week on the Freaking Out Some Paranormal Show hey. or uh, Paranormal News. But he is asking, what is the best place to get gear? So let you guys uh, answer that question. Um, go stop. That's a go really stop. good – yeah, they actually build their own equipment. You can go online. I recommend them. How about you, Austin? What do you think? So you use GoStop as well, um, but then I got to, you know, meet the people through Flumery and stuff like that. Those are Ben on Facebook. He uh, he also makes all of his own stuff. He makes REM pods, uh, proximity sensors, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're not as wow. expensive, um, but they are still good quality. But I've, those, those are the two that I primarily use, GoStop and Builder Ben. Builder Ben, well, yeah, there you go, bro. Maybe you can talk, you can talk to Builder Ben. Maybe get to some better mm-hmm. prices on your equipment. Right, right. Yeah, and we kind of sometimes um, just rely on simple toys. That good. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's gonna be some kind of, you know, it's got to be something Absolutely. going on. But you know, I get like, yeah. responses to my question through through the microphonic. I'm like, this is pretty pretty cool and I have to worry about paying, spending a fortune on on yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of equipment, what's your favorite piece of equipment to use on investigation? Uh, definitely. Uh, well, we just recently got the kinetic camera and that is just an awesome piece of equipment. You know, that's, that's the camera that maps out a figure, so let's, yeah. yeah, that's our newest piece, and it is amazing. Those are fun. Those are fun to play with. Yeah. Those are, those yes, I know. Mm-hmm. But what's your, what's your, what, what is your best EVP? Like, the one, the one EVP that you caught, you're like, holy crap, this is, like, incredible. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, going back to this place, the same night that all that happened to me, we we always like to take a group photo, and we were across the street, and we had set our, our, our phone up, and one of the team members had hit accidentally audio while taking our photo, so... We prop it up, we're getting ready, and we're saying, should we stand, should we sit, you know, what are we going to do? 
So we ended up standing, and we went back, and she just so happened, looked at the picture and saying, oh, it was recorded, and it says on it, sit. So you mean, and you guys stood up? We stood up, so but it was like, it was telling us, sit, because we were kind of, you know, do we stand, do we sit? And it was just crazy. The phone was across the road, propped up. It was nowhere near us. That was one of the best EVPs we caught. Well, Lisa, yeah. Photo. Uh, for telling you not to come in the bathroom, now it's telling you to sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Hey, I've I've had marbles thrown at me. I've I've you know I've had pretty much everything. I've not seen an apparition. We've not seen an apparition or all these years I can say we have not seen that. Not yet. Not anyway. yet. Not yet. yet. Not yet. There's yes, there's, there's still a chance. <laughs> Tell me there's a chance. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to keep hunting. <laughs> I think it's something. I think it's even more rare, like to actually see an apparition um, in person um, as an adult. I would say. Yeah, a lot of times when I see things, it's out the corner of my eye. Like I'll see yeah. things, and I'm like, "Oh, what the heck was that?" But it's never, usually, never like straight on. It's always like right oh. out of your peripheral <laughs> right. vision. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we've well, I've seen that straight on, you know, but uh, yeah, it's really crazy, you know, to be in a building and like have a door slam right next to you when you know that there's no one in the room, you know, there's no one in there at all, um, and there's no explanation for that. As you know, a team, your job is always going to be to try to debunk and look for, um, you know, look for a possible other explanation for what you just heard or what just happened. But, you know, occasionally you hear things or you see things and you know truly that there's no other explanation for that. That's something that I haven't experienced yet, but I really want to. So what was going through your mind, like, when, when you heard the door slam and you knew, like, once you knew that it wasn't anybody uh, on the team or anything else? Well, that's a that's a really good question. Over time, when you're uh, you get desensitized, you know. So, you know what I mean. You don't just jump as much or say, "Oh, what was that?" All the time, you kind of learn to get in tune. And I think everyone's kind of different in how they react. Um, you know, some of us, your first reaction may be fear, um, but then you have others, like, your first reaction is, no, that can't be that. That has to be, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be an explanation for it. And then it kind of hits you mm-hmm. later on, well, there is no other explanation for that. That had to be something. And it just, you replay it, and you're just constantly trying to debunk it. But, right. um, yeah. Was the door like right next to you, or was it like down the hall? Was it like no, 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 
this happened at Waverly. Now this, yeah, this this happened at Waverly. There were four of us just walking down the long hallway, and I had heard, I, I had seen a, just a flash of light in a room that caught my attention out of the side of my eye, and we kind of heard a cough, so we just walked down this long hallway, and it was right in front of us. The doors just slammed right in front of us. And we have that on recorder. We don't have it on tape, but it's on our recorder. Yeah, nobody ran, but it was kind of disturbing. That's, I mean, that's an awesome experience. That's the kind of stuff you, you kind of, you know, you, you – uh you want to get when you go on investigations like that because it's a shared experience. Everyone got to talk about it. It makes a good story. But when you, when you tell your friends about it. Yep. Right. You just, you so, really have to look at those hot spots, you know, and they're all over the yeah. U.S. So besides the, the place you can't talk about, which I'm jealous you guys are good to go to, uh, <laughs> are there in Arkansas to investigate? Wow. My goodness. Um, Arkansas, well, see, that's our problem. We have to travel out of state a lot because all the good places are at least six to eight hours from us unless we do a residential case. I wonder how far Virginia is from you guys. About a good 12 Probably 14 hours. 16, 16 hours, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty far drive. Yeah, we live around Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. Well, okay. yeah. We have a lot of places around here that, that were, that are, that are great. Not just the cabin on 360, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of cool historical places that are, right. you know, if you look, if you're itching for something different. Right. You know, definitely. 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 I know I want to do Moundsville. Y'all got Moundsville over. It's on the bucket list. What What is your like? What are some of your sites that you'd want to like in like a, a paranormal bucket list of locations that you would like oh. to check out? <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! There's a ton of them. I want to go to um, Romania. I'd love to go. And have y'all seen? The circle, they've got a, a school in the middle of the woods, and it's nothing will grow in it, but, and it's in, uh, uh, where is it at? Um, dude, I can't remember where that is. There's so many places. You got Doll Island in, like, Mexico. Well, that is creepy. Yeah, I've seen, I saw, the, I saw, it was, who went out there? Was it Ghost Adventures that went out there? Yeah, 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 yeah. they've been everywhere, yeah. They've yeah. been everywhere. <laughs> that is, we, that is, uh. We, we, uh. You guys like haunted dolls? Do you, uh, do you, uh, partake in the haunted dolls craze? Well, I mean, not so much. <laughs> yeah, not you know I. Well, I'm gonna say this one thing to, to all the listeners. Um, 
don't open a door if you don't know how to close it because it is real. So we are very cautious. Yeah, you definitely don't want to go in places provoking stuff that, you know. Ouija boards, nothing like that. We do not deal in things like that. Well, I'm guessing after having uh, Spirit move in with you for two years and not pay rent and just kind of live with you, kind of, you know, I would understand why you wouldn't want to, to uh, have that happen again. Exactly. You've got to be, right. really be careful. Well, what, now, um, living is a lot uh, different than going and investigating, you know. Um, when you live yeah. with it, it's a feeling that you can't ever shake off in your in-home um, you know, in your own home, and it's definitely not fun <laughs> living with it. You've got to feel like you're constantly on edge the whole time because you never know what is going to happen next. Absolutely. Right, exactly. Um, but that's a risk, you know, that you oh. definitely take when you're going out and investigating different places. Now, with uh... – Ever since that happened, ever since the spirit came home with you from that location, do you take any precautions before leaving a place now? That way you don't possibly have that happen again. Um, well, you know, I just, I have a lot of faith. I trust in Jesus and we say prayers and sage and um, I just stay positive. You know, don't go in negative and, you know, just say, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm respecting your boundaries. You're going to respect mine. Yeah. And you definitely don't go in places um, provoking anything, for sure. Um, be honest, there's not really any foolproof way to make sure that you're not going to take something home with you. Um, but your mindset and um, the respecting the building and respecting the place, I definitely believe that that does play a part. Um, you know, not trying to provoke or anger any spirit to bring any negative energy um, back with you. So you think it's important to go into an investigation just clear-headed and not with any kind yes. of emotion being attached? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So do you do prayers of protection when you walk into a place? Or we do. Is it some yes. Yes, we do. We do. We take all the precautions. And so far, you know, that's the only time out of all the places we've been that that's happened. So um, where that entity ended up, I could tell you if you had time. I don't know how long you got me on here. I got here on until 10 o'clock, so. Till 10? Yes, sir. well, 10 o'clock our time. I don't know what time it is down in Arkansas. Oh, that'd it be 9 o'clock. Okay, yeah. well, anyway, <laughs> my oldest. So, you got 15 minutes, not an hour. Yeah, no, we're good. All right. Like, what am I talking All about right. for an hour? Don't scare me like that. Um, at the time, my oldest daughter was living at home, and she moved out to go to college, and um, she found someone. They moved in together, and things started happening at her place. 
just such as uh, footsteps, noises, just little things, same thing at our home. And she had a vase sitting on the kitchen counter, and it just exploded. And her and her husband moved to Little Rock. He got transferred on his job over there, and she got a job as a nanny. And they had experiences. The family was a Catholic family, and they didn't really get, you know, they she didn't go in talking about the paranormal. She was there to take care of kids, but she started having experiences at their house. Like it almost, like it followed her to their house. And... They had a priest come in and bless the place, and one night the man had to, they were downstairs, they had a baby upstairs, and the baby was crying on the monitor, and they went up, and the man had to break down the door to get into the nursery. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what happened after um, that was pretty much the end of it for my sister. She stopped working for them shortly after that, and she never had any experiences in her own home after that, and we never had any other experiences in our home. Um, and she didn't keep contact with the family to see if they continued after that to have experiences in their home. It was just kind of the end of it for our family. They had the Catholic Church involved, so we kind of stepped back. Wow. Yeah, it is like like you were saying before. It's different when you have to live with it. It's one thing to do what we do, go to different locations, and you know we're able to leave it behind and just go mm-hmm. about our business. Right. But you, you help. You talk about helping residential. You know, the residential cases. It, it's just different because they're living with it every day. It's not fun for them right that's exactly one of the main reasons we do the residential is to help mainly kids these kids are we i mean we've seen kids you know scared to death sleep in their own bedrooms and that just breaks my heart yeah it yeah it's the kids have kids they see things very sensitive yeah yeah, I mean, shoot, I know I was a kid. I was a kid. I took the door open and the lights on in the hallway, and uh-huh. I didn't even see ghosts. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, unfortunately, you know, these things can follow you around, and I think sometimes they aren't attached so much to a home as they are a family or to a child in that family, and sometimes moving moving doesn't always help, you know. Yeah, I know. That's that's true. So um, we're getting close to the end mm-hmm. of the show. Uh, we got another like five ten minutes left. Um, what would you like if you someone like a skeptic was coming up to you and said, "Prove to me ghosts." What what would you say? Like how how would you approach that? I mean, I think I would definitely tell them some of my own experiences. But it doesn't really 
matter how many experiences you tell somebody, I don't think they're really truly going to believe until they experience something for themselves. So to a true skeptic, the only thing I can tell you is to maybe just go into it with an open mind and um, have that mindset that um, these things can exist, that they are possible, and go out and seek those experiences for yourself. Don't be so closed-minded yeah. to the possibility that um, that there are spirits here among us. But, but let me just chime in. Also, I want to warn, be cautious because just because you think it's a spirit or entity, um, there's evil is running rampant in, in this world, and the devil will trick you. Especially, there is a lot of um, people talk about awakening, and uh, people are noticing things more often now as well. It's a good, exactly. good part, good spirits awakening, but it's also bad. And uh, you really got to watch yourself and watch mm-hmm. your teammates, and just you know, don't don't put any, try not to put any, any negativity into the world because we don't need wow. any more of it. We do not. <laughs> definitely don't. And you don't want to open the door to something really negative in your life either. You know, some doors you open, you can't close. So. I got one more question, and then I'm going to let uh, Austin have the last one. What right. advice would you give to someone who is wanting to get into the paranormal? What is, like, the one piece of advice you would give someone who is, uh, wants um, to do with you guys? You know, definitely patient. Um, Research, get a little group, um, find a place and go. Um, Research, do your your research and how to protect yourself and take it seriously. That's about all I can say. Um, Just be genuine. Okay, so I'm I'm assuming you like to do research before you go in. Does anybody in your group not do research before heading in and, like, it's kind of like the the odd sheep out? That way, you know, they (laughs) go in with a clear mind and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody has a part. Every team member has a part. And it... (laughs) I'm probably the one myself that doesn't really research much on the places. Um, definitely not like my mom. She usually knows everything about these places when I go in, and I just kind of go in, um, you know, thinking, oh, this is a different place. It's supposed to have paranormal activity. Let's see how, you know, this one goes. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with well, us. Well, thank you. Thank you all. Hope you yeah, thank you all. So hope you had a good night, and um, definitely come up to Virginia. Come out, um, come out to the cabin on 360. Absolutely, set up, do some research on it. Definitely, we're on <laughs> Facebook. Check us out. I will. We will. Thank y'all, guys. All right, you guys have a good night. Have a good you day. too. Bye. Well, that was fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
they were nice. They were nice girls. I don't think they were they they were nervous about coming on because they they mentioned messaged me about coming on early and chatting with us, getting to know us. But mm-hmm. you know, that's have some fun. Just coming in here, just <laughs> not know what the hell is going to happen. I mean, basically going into an investigation, clear mind. Exactly. You know, we hear us talking about 3D Day. Hopefully, that made them made them <laughs> feel a little bit. Slytherin Appreciation Day. Yeah, Slytherin Pride Day. Get it right. Hello. Oh, Slytherin so, Pride Day. Pride Day. So get those flags out. Wave them, buddy. Slytherin, Slytherin Pride. Break out your snakes. So, <laughs> oh, it's only 9.53. Oh, my goodness. We're going to get done early this tonight. Holy crap. Next week we've got a whole packed house. We've got we've got you on. We've got Rhonda on. Maybe Andrea will join us. We've got Dr. Zarn coming on. He's he's a my friend from um, I met him at Darkness Radio chat. I like message put a message out like anyone to come on and talk about paranormal experiences. He's nice enough to come on and join us next week. He's from Minnesota. He's a Civil War reenactor. A blacksmith, so do you have any blacksmith questions? Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. We're gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot of fun. Of course we do supernatural news, which is gonna be fun. Just reading the stories and shooting the shit for a while next week. Let's see what we have coming up. Uh we got uh April fourth we have Traveler's Moon Paranormal coming on. We got Psychic Media Bronda Hart coming on after that. April 18th is free, so anybody wants to come on and join us. April 25th, we got Dude Bitches. We're going to talk about their event on uh, in the beginning of June. We've got I've got a best, I got a show on Saturday, May 6th, with our, our author Jeffrey Dangler. It's the only day he can do it. So if you're there, that's awesome. If not, I, I can handle it. And that's all we have so far. And we have got Chris Garcia, psychic medium Chris Garcia, to come do some readings for us in June. So, we have got a full schedule. I don't know what the, um, the hell I'm trying to say. Words don't work for me anymore words. tonight. Yes, words are not working for me. So, guys, hope you guys have a great National Astrology Day. Write a poem about it. Check things out in 3D and do some counting. Count some sheets for National Plus Countdown. Yes. And, so, and cheer on Draco because <laughs> this is his day. This is his day. So Voldemort, it's all good today. Just all right. Hope everyone has a great night, Austin. I will see you soon. I'll see you next week. And uh, we'll be back. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Good night, guys. Peace. Fun show. So next week will be fun. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I will talk to you later, and right. uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Night. You too. Peace. All right, guys. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Bye.